Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on April 25th, 2022 from South Carolina Public Radio Studios here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. In this episode, we look at a recent speech delivered by Senator Tim Scott on what it means to be a Republican. We look at the latest statehouse action and what's on tap for this week. AP reporter Matt Kennard gives us an update on where the first execution in the state in over a decade currently stands and more. In business, we look at the effect increasing interest rates are having on the economy, and we have some new research on kids and COVID in our medical section. Also, you know what's happening this Thursday because we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. That's right, we're having a live taping at Sumter Original Brewery, April 28th, 6.30 p.m., live, live taping. With two, two of your favorite, your favorites are going to be there, we promise them. Meg Kennard with the Associated Press and the state newspaper's Mayan Schechter will be in-house at Sumter Original Brewery. April 28th, 6.30 p.m. is the last time I got to talk to you about this because on Saturday it will have been over. You'll be listening to it on Saturday, folks. And you're going to want to be there because it's way more fun in person because there's some local beer, there's some food. We're going to have free swag that you can only get at live taping events. I'm talking pint glasses, people. So do us a solid. Register online at scetv.org slash sclead. It's free, but we'd like to know who's coming. I know a couple dozen of you are already signed up to come, so we can't wait to see you April 28th, 6.30 p.m. at Sumter Original Brewery. But we know if you can't make it out there, you can always give us a call and tell us what's going on in your world at 803-563-7169. That's our voicemail box where you can leave us your name, where you're calling from, and what's going on in your world. We've decided some key debates in our wind-down section based on your calls, such as scones versus biscuits, ranch, jeans, fashion, Crocs, and more. Let us know what's going on with you and your family or what big decision you need decided because we can make it for you. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina, the spread of COVID-19 is low according to county level data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We'll bring you the latest weekly COVID data from DHEC for you on Saturday. That information and more is available at scdhec.gov. Last week, Senator Tim Scott, the only black Republican in the Senate, spoke at the President Ronald Reagan Library as part of their Time for Choosing speaker series to address fundamental questions like, why are you a Republican and what should the Republican Party stand for? Those might have been simple questions during the Ronald Reagan era, but ones that even Republicans are having a hard time describing in 2022. Now, Scott recounted his troubled youth being raised by a single mom and getting his life on track to get to this point in life. Education was key in all of that. Even though he wasn't the smartest student, which he admits, he said education is key to the party's success. This is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the GOP being the party of parents and ensuring parents have a say in their kids' education. We we are going to fight for educational excellence in every single zip code in America. Your your zip code should never determine the quality of your education. I would not have graduated from high school if it were not for my mother's involvement. 
One of the small silver linings of the pandemic is that more parents are more engaged in education than ever before. Parents have a right to know what their kids are being taught in the classroom. Teaching kids that some are oppressors is just as bad as teaching other kids that they're always going to be victims. If my mom cannot read a book in the class, in, in, at the school board meeting because it's too vulgar, why in the world will we allow our kids to read it in the classroom? <laughs> to fix that, we should demand that parents have access to their child's curriculum. Furthermore, we need to make sure that parents are fully equipped with the best options in the poorest areas so that their kids have access to quality education. Education is the closest thing to magic in America. The path to prosperity, self-worth, and independence is literally paved with education. We should be the party of education and never let that mantle slip through our grasp. Scott, who sits on the Senate Armed Services Committee, hammered President Joe Biden in his weak international policies as a contributing factor to the war in Ukraine and says the United States is falling behind its opponents in global security. Now, you don't go to the Reagan Library and not talk about defense spending, baby. Here's a clip. We must never be caught unprepared for the fight. If we cannot engage in multiple conflicts across the globe at the same time, then we are unprepared for the responsibilities of the future. <clears throat> the reality is today's warfare does not look like it did in the mid-1900s or the early 2000s. Modern warfare includes cyber attacks, artificial intelligence, and undetectable weapons like hypersonic flight and more. There is no need to sugarcoat it. We are falling behind. Both China and Russia have been testing hypersonic missiles that pose significant threats to the United States and our allies. Hypersonic missiles travel at over five times the speed of sound, can be maneuvered while in flight, and remain largely undetectable. Modern missile defense systems will be made obsolete by these types of missiles, and the United States needs to do more to understand and develop defenses against these weapons. Our president must commit to a defense budget that invests in 21st century technologies and accounts for 21st century threats. Now, previous speakers in the series included former U.S. UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. You know her. She's former governor, too. Also, former Vice President Mike Pence, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, former Governor Chris Christie, and Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. So basically a bunch of people who are eyeing the 2024 presidential race, including Scott. Yeah, he's potential, also potential running mate. And Scott was even more passionate than we've seen him before in such high-profile speeches, like his primetime speaking spot at the 2020 Republican National Convention and the 2021 rebuttal to President Joe Biden's State of the Union address. Here's how he wrapped up in California last week. Conservatism is my personal proof there is no ceiling in life. I can go as high as my character, my education, and my perseverance will take me. I bear witness to that. I testify to that. So for those of you on the left, 
You can call me a prop. You can call me a token. You can call me the N-word. You can question my blackness. You can even call me Uncle Tim. Just understand, what you call me is no match for the proof of my life. Your words are no match for my evidence. Your pessimism is no match for the truth of my history. I will continue to proclaim boldly this truth from every mountaintop, and then I will do so from the deepest valley. I will do it in the boardroom, but I will also do it in the classroom. I will do it from the auditorium surrounded by friends and the inner city church surrounded by skeptics. I believe it because I have lived it. I have lived the original dream. All right, from the campaign trail <laughs> to the State House. In our pod on Saturday, I caught you up on some of the big bills that had action last week, like the election integrity slash early voting bill and the House CRT bill. But other bills which have a shot at making to the governor's desk moved as well, including H3050. This House-approved bill is now on the Senate calendar and requires any non-certified law enforcement officer to be accompanied by a certified officer when on duty. Another popular House-approved bill that was approved by the Senate Judiciary Committee and is on the full Senate calendar is H3939, which allows law enforcement officers injured in the line of duty to be considered for workers' compensation awards for stress, mental injury, or mental illness injuries after use of force incidents. Current law exempts these injuries from workers' compensation. While these and many other bills are on the Senate calendar and there are only three weeks left in session, the Senate will be only on one bill this week, the budget proposal. Like we said last episode, the Senate plan has moved a lot of priorities around and in some cases defunded them due to its tax reform and rebate plan and as it plays hardball with the House, using the budget to advance separate legislative priorities. A lot of moving parts here, folks. Basically, the legislature is playing cat and mouse with each other on some big bills while also spinning dozens of plates right now. So there's your mental image. Tom and Jerry and spinning plates. (laughs) Anyway, let's continue our look ahead this week. On Tuesday, a Senate subcommittee will take up bills dealing with retail alcohol delivery and regulating booze pops the same as alcoholic drinks. On Wednesday, the Senate Education Committee will take up H5198, which will revamp the USC Board of Trustees. Over in the House, on Tuesday, a Senate-approved bill, S-628, that will give pharmacists the ability to dispense several hormonal contraceptives, including oral ones like the pill, patches, and injectables, is expected to pass the 3M committee and then get on the House calendar. A separate subcommittee will take up the Senate Finance Committee Chairman Harvey Pillar's bill, S-2, which breaks up DHEC. This Thursday, House members are set to elect Sumter Republican and current House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Merle Smith to be the next Speaker of the House. This powerful position and peaceful transfer of power comes as Hartsville Republican Jay Lucas steps down from leading the chamber, a position he's held since December 2014. With Merle Smith moving up, that means the powerful Ways and Means Committee will have to elect its successor when he officially becomes Speaker on May 12th at 5.01 p.m. That's the last day of session and Lucas's tenure. And just another bill to talk to you about, medical marijuana. That's right, the House is expected to debate S-150, that tightly written medical marijuana bill, which only allows for marijuana salves, oils, and vaporizers to be prescribed to patients that suffer from one of 12 ailments. The bill passed the Senate with some support, even from several unexpected Republicans, after more than seven years of work by sponsor Senator Tom Davis. We'll be watching this bill very closely. 
Now, outside the statehouse this week, there was set to be the state's first execution in more than a decade. And for the first time in our state's history, it was to be done by firing squad, since lawmakers made that an alternative to the electric chair last year. And again, the electric chair is still in use, and this is all because lethal injection drugs can no longer be obtained by the state. I spoke with Associated Press reporter Meg Kennard, who has covered this topic extensively, as well as several past executions, about the latest on the death penalty process, and inmate Richard Bernard Moore, whose execution, set for this week, has temporarily been postponed. As you noted, it has been more than a decade since South Carolina utilized its death penalty. That's an involuntary pause that was pretty much due to the state being able to, unable to procure lethal injection drugs, the trifecta that is used to put inmates to death by lethal injection. In South Carolina, there had been the choice between electrocution or lethal injection. If inmates picked lethal injection and there weren't any drugs, that pretty much meant that they couldn't be executed. That made for the revival of a debate of adding a method to the South Carolina protocols for execution. And last year, it was debated that that be the firing squad option that caused a lot of kerfuffle in the legislature and across the state. But that was approved by the legislature last year and signed into law by Governor Henry McMaster. The proposal was put forward by two former prosecutors who are legislators, one Republican, Greg Hembree, and one Democrat, Dick Harputlian, who said that it, if we're going to have the death penalty in South Carolina, perhaps it should be through a more humane option. And to him, he said that that could be the firing squad. There were two inmates last summer who were set to be executed, but courts put their put a stay in place on both of their executions because there wasn't yet a firing squad actually set up in the state. And so fast forward to this year where the State Department of Corrections has instituted its firing squad. They put out protocols and memos about how they intend to carry out executions by firing squad. And most recently, we have had several inmates come up through the end of their appeals And one of them, Richard Moore, did choose firing squad as his option of execution. As you note, that is on a stay right now while he pursues legal challenges. But here again in South Carolina, this is the current moment for the death penalty. Meg, you just talked about uh, Richard Bernard Moore, who was set to be executed on April 29th. That's been granted a stay by the state Supreme Court. Tell us this process right now, where these appeals are, what the other avenues are for his appeal in this ongoing process. Richard Moore has exhausted his habeas, so that means the regular type appeals that you see when an inmate is condemned to death, they can put forth several different legal challenges just based on their conviction and their sentence. But for Richard Moore, his lawyers are also pursuing challenges to the execution methods here in South Carolina, their constitutionality, as well as a potential petition for him before the U.S. Supreme Court. These are things that we anticipate seeing, particularly when there's a new protocol like firing squad added to a state's methods of execution, those are all still pending. And so we await those decisions. So next steps, we're just really waiting for these courts to decide. Do we have any idea what that timeline might look like? Anything uh, we can look back to the past and say two weeks, a month or several months from now? It could be any of those, all of the above. Um, The state Supreme Court, when they issued the stay of execution for Richard Moore, said that they would provide more details later as to their reasoning. And so it's whatever's in those details, his attorneys will be coming through them and then perhaps transforming those into part of his ongoing legal challenges. Talk to us about the firing squad in South Carolina. Obviously, it's a new uh, method of execution here. Uh, Talk about the composure, how it's going to essentially work out uh, here at Broad River Correctional Institution, where that takes place. 
State officials have spent months renovating the death chamber. Now, this is where lethal injection, electrocution, and now firing squad executions all take place in the same room. They had to cut a hole in the brick wall of that chamber so that the volunteer shooters, there will be three of them, can point their rifles through the wall at the inmate, the accused, who will sit in the corner across from them. Bullet-resistant glass has also been installed. There's always been a glass wall between the media witnesses like me and the death chamber itself, but they've now reinforced that. Um, And they have also created a new chair, a metal chair, into which the inmate will be strapped. One of the the strange things about visually how this plays out is the state can't move its electric chair. So it will still be visible, albeit covered, during these other executions should they take place via firing squad. Uh So there have been a lot of renovations, but it's all still going to be in the same death chamber. As always, you can catch the full episode of This Week in South Carolina Fridays at 7.30 p.m. and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. on SCETV, as well as youtube.com slash South Carolina ETV. And if you want to see Meg Kennard in the flesh and the state's political editor, Mayan Schechter, in real life, they will be there in real life, come out to Sumter Original Brewery this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. You heard us at the beginning talking about that. It's our live taping event. We'll be talking primary politics as well as statehouse power shifts and what we expect to see happen during the final days of session. It's a tease. We have a quick business section for you now here, folks. You might have noticed, if you're paying attention to the finance markets, that last week capped three weeks of declines for the NASDAQ and S&P 500 due to jitters over pending interest rate increases per Axios markets. In fact, the S&P 500 dropped 2.8% last Friday alone, its worst drop in seven years. Just don't look at the 401k. Trust the process. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is signaling that he wishes to raise interest rates to neutral, a setting that neither spurs nor slows growth, according to the Wall Street Journal. That means rates should climb to about 2.25% to 2.5% by the end of the year. And we're talking about the Fed funds rate here, which is the interest rate at which banks lend money to each other. And that's expected to move up by 0.5% at next month's Federal Open Market Committee meeting. And a little tease here, I'll be speaking with USC research economist Dr. Joey Von Nessen about the economy, inflation, and interest rates on This Week in South Carolina this Friday. So check it out. I already told you the deets about it. So let's continue on how these rates are affecting another part of the economy. Housing. The real estate brokerage firm Redfin reported last week that its homebuyer demand index fell for the first time since June, and the share of home sellers dropping their asking price was the highest in five months. More buyers have moved to the sidelines as home prices have hit historic highs and mortgage rates have jumped past 5%. The median home sale price is up 17% this year over year to a record 392750 and mortgage rates are now at the highest level since April 2010. So this is sending the typical home buyer's monthly payment up 38% to an all-time high of $2,318. This is all according to Redfin. Still some measures of competition, including the share of homes selling above list price and the share selling in one week, continue to hit new records. Redfin chief economist Daryl Fairweather said, The forces causing many homebuyers to pump the brakes are still in place, increasing mortgage rates and record high home prices. We expect price increases to slow and buyers and bidding wars to face fewer competing offers. 
but substantial relief for homebuyers is unfortunately still well beyond the horizon since the housing market is still tilted further in sellers' favor than at any time in history. But let's read between the lines here, folks. You ever play musical chairs? It's becoming a bit more obvious that you need to keep your eye on those chairs, because that music might be stopping soon. And the aerospace giant Boeing will report first quarter earnings on Wednesday before the bell. We'll jump on the earnings call and bring you some of the details, specifically the ones relevant to the paused 787 Dreamliner program based at the North Charleston plant. Deliveries of the Twin Isle airplane manufactured exclusively at the plant have been put on hold since last May, as regulators continue evaluating manufacturing problems that led to small gaps between fuselage panels. Last week, DHEC pushed out details from a CDC report that showed COVID-19 has led to a slight drop in nationwide vaccine coverage among kindergartners. The CDC said vaccine coverage dropped from 95% to below 94% during the 2020-2021 school year. That amounts to more than 35,000 children who entered kindergarten without documentation of complete vaccination against common diseases like measles, whooping cough, and chickenpox. Separately, enrollment in kindergarten dropped by 10%, which means around 400,000 fewer children entered kindergarten than expected. DHEC Director Dr. Edward Simmer said in a statement, quote, While these rates are on a nationwide scale, they also reflect what South Carolina is experiencing in terms of increased sickness, recent outbreaks of preventable diseases like chickenpox, and lower school attendance. We encourage parents to talk to a trusted medical professional to get their questions answered, so they can make informed health decisions for their child, quote. DHEC says long-standing vaccinations, such as ones for chickenpox and measles, as well as the newer and rigorously tested COVID-19 vaccination, are incredibly important now that most schools have returned to in-person learning. It's also worth knowing that the study was conducted early in the pandemic and is not reflected of the pandemic after vaccines came on the scene, especially for children in that age range. Now, there's a ton of vaccine information on DHEC's website and at your county public health department just so you guys know. But let's keep with this recent CDC morbidity and mortality weekly report from April 19th, because it also highlighted both the vaccination among children to provide protection against the Omicron variant, as well as racial disparities regarding vaccination coverage and hospitalization during the Omicron surge. The Johns Hopkins Health Security Newsletter says that researchers analyzed data from the COVID-19 Associated Hospitalization Surveillance Network to describe characteristics of 1,475 hospitalized children aged 5 to 11 years old, focusing on Omicron predominance from December 19, 2021 to February 28, 2022. So that's when everything was happening, and they're focusing on these kids who were infected. And among 397 children hospitalized with Omicron, 87% were unvaccinated, with a cumulative hospitalization rate of unvaccinated children over twice as high as that of vaccinated children. Severe disease was more common among children with diabetes and obesity, although 30% of hospitalized children with COVID-19 had no underlying medical conditions. So again, pointing out the need for a vaccine right there. The most concerning findings showed that non-Hispanic black children made up 34% of unvaccinated children in one-third of COVID-19 hospitalizations overall, making it clear that racial disparities of the pandemic extend to children.
Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We're talking about life during the pandemic, and we always want to hear your stories. That's why we created the wind down section. <laughs> That's to why. talk about things That's that, why. that don't really have to deal with the news. But it's, it's nice sometimes. It's a good break. But what, it's a Gavin? Good break. But we want to hear from you guys. Mm. That's why we have a voice mailbox and a dedicated phone number. Tax-free, toll-free, inflation-free phone number. Mm. 803-563-7169. That never goes up. That number stays never the same. We, we, we take all those costs for you. Uh, because we do it. That's that's our that's our cross for y'all. Yeah, it's it's the totally tax free. It's really like uh, what what is it? Sweden is that where people hide their money? Switzerland. Switzerland. It's the Switzerland of phone heard. numbers. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Don't worry. It's just call. You know, it's one of those great things you could. The few things you can still do for free on a Friday night, right? <laughs> Giving us a are call. You, are you seeing how great Come of a on, deal this is? This is a date, a three minute date. You call us. You guys talk. Let us know. You're welcome. <laughs> what a deal. date night. Anyway, Gavin. We have some great leaders, some great members calling <laughs> members. in and taking advantage of these deals that we're offering them. Okay? Interest rates will never increase. Not like interest rates. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we need you. Uh, so <clears throat> the thing is, you call, then you get five of your friends to call. And yeah. then you, they get five of their friends to call. And then you call. make your money back. You get your money from them. You get your them. money back and then some. Exactly. Okay? That's how, I mean, that's how it works. It's yeah. just people it's get multi-level more calling. It doesn't, it's not bad. <laughs> it's okay? a phone tree. It's not bad. It's not a Ponzi scheme. No, no. No, 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 no. No one no, even no. says that phrase no around one here. That. Anyway, Gavin, let's get to these calls. We've gotten so, so many calls that we're going to be able to double dip in this hopper. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you remember how- A two for one. See what you can do when you call and get other people to call? Do you two re- for one. Do you remember how low the levels were? So low that I I don't want to talk. Really just- Now we're double dipping, okay? <sighs> we're double dipping. We're jumping in the deep end. Head I love first. This. Head first. Yeah. I not mean, like not head first in the shallow end, baby. Head first in the deep end. Deep. That's deep, the deep, safe deep, place deep. to do it. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into these, all right? Here's the first call. Old friend. First time or second time, third time, long time. I don't know. Old friend. Great friend. He's actually my real friend, IRL. Oh, I've, brag. You know, it's, a, it's a real brag. But anyway, he asked me to uh, He asked me to, to, to bleep his name at the, his last we name. We can give you that anonymity here yes. on the podcast. Anyway, let's get into this. Gavin, AT, it's your buddy CJ calling from my home office, wishing it'd be a little bit warmer in South Carolina. Uh, but I just got done with a spring break trip with the family to Litchfield Beach. It was great. A little cool on the beach, but that's okay. The kids enjoyed it. But important thing, uh, I was talking with uh, some lead royalty. We tend to butt heads on whether Crocs are essential or not. Uh, but we both agree that a live taping lead barbecue extravaganza needs to happen. So I told her that I would call and put you guys on public notice that we need to have a live taping from the backyard of CJ, the Croc King. Have a good one. Bye. CJ, great hearing from you, and I'm so happy that you had a nice trip to the beach. Oh, yeah. Litchfield Call us beach. next time. Hey, you know who's Call there? Also time. is Gray Man, possibly. <gasps> but anyway, oh, Gavin, keep going. Keep yeah. going. Uh, speaking to lead royalty, we demand to know who you spoke with. Yeah. Uh, that's I, required. I really do enjoy the mystery that we don't yes. even know who you've spoken intrigue. to. It's palace intrigue right Because a lot of people are against Crocs here. Uh, but I love the idea of a lead barbecue. Oh, yeah. I love that. Barbecue. Oh, yeah. 
like a, a pig picking, perhaps, or yes. maybe just a big old barbecue. I'd be. Any, down I mean, CJ, CJ's down for it. I, I mean, uh, if you guys, if if you're interested, he has a great Instagram. It's Backyard Pitmaster SC. It's if you want to see his his, uh, his work, his, his bona fides. Art. You know, his bona fides for why bonafides. he but the bona fides for why he would host this. Just check that out. And uh, if you think you'd Can be I... better, call in and let us know because I mean, tall task. Okay. Yeah. CJ, love you. Great guy. One of my best buds. Anyway, uh, you want you ready? for the second dip i don't Gavin? think i have a choice are you ready for the dip play it i need your consent play it okay mash the play button very good okay here we go hey it's michelle calling from greenville south carolina formerly lived in columbia i moved up here for a job you guys are hilarious you guys are so funny i love listening to you unfortunately i usually listen to the npr podcast while i'm in bed at night and I fall asleep, so I don't really get to hear all of it. But when I do listen, it's pretty damn funny. Thanks a lot. Um, let's see, I'm watching that Moon Knight on Disney Channel. I'm not a big um, Adventures fan like that, but that show is really good. Uh, my understanding is the flu is going around big time up here, and it's, what, April 21st? That's kind of crazy. Anyway, stay safe and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it well. Bye. Michelle, thanks for calling from hashtag yeah that Greenville. Hashtag it. Love it. We gotta get back up to the upstate. Love the upstate. There's so every time I go up there, there's so much growth going on. There's always new things when I see mm-hmm. when I'm up and around there. Uh, also, Moonlight on Disney Plus sounds pretty interesting. No, Moon Knight. Moon Knight on Disney Plus. Moon Knight. Yeah, it's I started it last night, actually, the- Michelle. I gotta say, it's kind of cool. Nice. It's not a typical Avenger Avengers thing. Oh, okay. So it, it is fun. I, I'm three episodes in. I'm not it's a fun. Marvel guy. I'm not either. My wife, Caitlin, is full into it. So I mean, this I, is I'm forced, what it's but about. This is a good one. It's this called good compromise. One. This is a good Marriage, one. I gotta say, you're right. That's what it's about. I also, Michelle, I love the idea of you falling to sleep listening to uh, us. I love that. Serenading, I would say. I mean, most people, oh, absolutely. Most people listen to us f- f- right in the morning and, and we scare them away. We have to. Scare them into their day. Get you out of bed, get you out the door, laughing maybe, <laughs> crying often. <laughs> I love the idea of us whispering sweet nothings into your ears Go as you sleep drift. Now, Michelle. I can only guess at yeah. the at the the impacts of listening to us in your sub Night whispering terrors. into your uh, subconscious of just Gavin and I freaking out well, over right. over different uh movie cinematic extended universes that have cars really and going on, big huh? strong men <laughs> that are, are ripped, you know? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I would say that that's why we do like have certain frequencies on this podcast that only certain, only certain mm. you know, wavelengths you can detect. And yes. that's why if you're asleep, you, have, you get an entirely different podcast. They're subsonic. And Michelle yeah. gets it. You got to listen to it two times. And uh, you got to listen to it while you're asleep. But do not listen to it backwards when you're sleeping. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> no, you'll you'll wake up. You'll be Somewhere in the Maldives, yeah. and you'll you'll either <laughs> be very rich, ri- very rich, or you'll be you'll be and dirt we full. Uh, we no liability there. Okay? No, we that are washing a, our hands of any of that. We've already dealt with that, so yeah. that has nothing to do with. When us you listen anymore. to it backwards, it's an entirely different you know maritime podcast. Gavin loves Fast and Furious in that. Though. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a complete alternate reality. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for calling. Yes. Please come out to Sumter. We need to see you out there. Yes. Don't embarrass us, okay? Yeah, we got to show off that we have friends, okay? <laughs> no, I swear my friends are going to show up to Sumter. Oh, no, I promise. Oh, they, yeah? they all said they, they were going to come. Mean, if you guys don't, Meg and my aunt are going to bully us to the point where the podcast might no longer exist. Ooh, that. that's that's heavy, okay? Don't let that happen. I can't happen. handle that. That can't be a reality. That can't be come this reality, Sumter okay? Thursdays, Please come see us. Sumter Original Brewery. Or if you can't, 
do the next best thing and give us a call at 803-563-7169, just like CJ and Michelle did. We love hearing from you guys. And you can stay up to date with the latest news on SCETV.org and and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Eat the horns. Uh, I'm transcending. 